Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to the Murder Hobros podcast where I stay in touch with my friends through the medium of a role-playing game. This is uh, Ghosts of Salt Marsh, season two, game 11. Just to be confusing, our third season. And um, I'm about to put you straight into today's episode, but with uh, a little caveat before I do that. Sandy and the boys are back at their usual trick of putting little things in that I have to cut and edit out, such as randomly inserting the word test halfway through dialogue. And in this episode, when we was recording, the boys were massively abusing that game. It starts off with uh, quite a few little seamless edits if I've done a half decent job. But then it, it sort of like bleeds into um, the narrative and I couldn't edit it out. I just gave up. So just as a context, you might just hear random test shouted, screamed out uh, throughout the episode. Yeah, now you know why. This is what I have to deal with. So enjoy. Um, as always, if you're enjoying the show, please let us know. Um, I think we're pretty receptive on Twitter, at Murder Hobros. You can also show some love and support the show by uh, rating, recommending, reviewing on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform, streaming service we're using. I am going to chuck you into some theme music as, well, you can see from the title, The Crew Find the Emperor of Waves. Enjoy. All right, so last game, you were aboard the Shiitake Sunrise and you decided to leave port uh, at Salt Marsh and head out to try and find the uh, wreckage or the, the derelict hulk or the ship floating on the waves of the Emperor of the Waves, the name of the ship, the Emperor of the Waves. And uh, you've been at sea, I think it was six days, actually. Let me just check. One, two, three, four, five days. And on the fifth night, um, it did kind of kick off. You... Uh, thankfully, as you were getting drunk on, on the deck, there was enough of you on the deck to spot that there was some Sahuagin looking to raid the ship from the water, basically, and just try and, and, and well, murder you all. You did really well. You saw them all off with no casualties. They had massive weight of numbers. There might have been just over 20 of them, I think. And you did enough to just turn them back. And it's still nighttime on the fifth night. They have damaged some of the four of the ship. Uh, I want to say it's the capstan. I think I said that last time. Um, it's the, uh, if you're looking at the four of the ship where you've got the prow, you've got the um, 
the turny thing that the anchor goes up and down with, which I believe is called a capstan, but I may have it is, yeah. I, I, I fact-checked you last time. You checked me, didn't you? Yeah. So that took to some damage right. as the big old Sahwagin Baron was smashing around. It's all can, fixable. Can I point out, it wasn't enough damage for him to be able to leap himself off of it into the water to break it. That's correct. I double-checked that. <laughs> that was a good one. That's why you're B-list. That's why you're B-list. <laughs> well, the rest so, of you are all bitch-list, apart from Sean. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so you are on deck of your shiitake sunrise. There are numerous. Uh, so whoa, 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 whoa. My shales shiitake sunrise, and there are numerous sahwagin bodies um, all around, splattered around the deck. Um, it is about half one, two in the morning. Uh, it's dark. It's cold, and you are just swaying at sea in the dark. What would you like to do? Uh, Shale will pick up a glass. Let the beaters take this over. I'm going to burn down the ship. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Shale will raise a glass and go, to my fucking crew. Uh, And then down his drink. Uh, And then he'll look to Nikas. Clean this shit up. As you're doing the old... um, morale raising thing in me would you make a persuasion check for me please sure that was just meant as a poignant moment but okay i think i I think we can use that because that might be useful uh sorry what test did you say persuasion Uh, persuasion, (laughs) please that is exactly what you needed um so as you um raise a glass you see the crew and some of them look a little shaken They've not been boarded before, especially from the sea by, you know, unknown monsters almost. And you raise a glass and a few of the others kind of like bring some of their, you know, their mugs out and and take a swig themselves from a barrel of of ale. And they take a moment and a couple pat each other on the shoulder. So like uh, Gary Bindle just packs Gortusk on the back and she winces and then he kind of like just kind of like she kind of like gives him a hug and Nobby's there and he's kind of like just patched himself up a little bit. And the crew kind of mole around you now, um, all roused on the main deck. And you've actually, well, you've lifted morale a little bit from taking a small hit from the action to back where it was at a healthy, healthy level. What would you like to do? Uh, so if we pat these down, there's no clues where they came from. Nothing on them, no. Um, I'm not even going to roll for that. You, as a crew, can start to pat them down. They have got their like spears and like trident-y weapons and their shell-based armors. The priestess herself is almost similarly attired. There's not much difference, really, in her handout. Um, they are a boarding party. They they don't have anything of, of any treasure or anything in particular wealth attached to them. They just look like their mission was to find lone ships on the waterways and stealthily board and wreak havoc for their own presumably evil reasonings. Did she have any spellcasting focus on her or anything? You can't find one. a trophy um i mean uh nick has come here please I, i'll go over to him if if we throw well first of all can you cook these things i can try <laughs> I'm, I <don't> know. <laughs> in the lizard folk lair you did recall seeing some hanging meat some of which looked like sahwagin at least one of you has seen that Right, we'll eat her, she looks fancy. Um, I want secretly feed a bit to someone else and see if it kills him first, all right? Sure, okay. But if we dump the rest of these in the water, um, are they likely to draw in people? Like, well... (laughs) Well, the rest of them come, you mean? Yeah. Would I know that? Uh, you can make an intelligence check. Well, the others fleed anyway, so they're probably going to tell everybody to come find us anyway, right? 
I got an eight. On an eight, you know that they'd attract sharks. Okay. Well, the sharks will follow us anyway. Until you turn them off, but yeah. Let's just keep things safe. We'll wait ten minutes before we drop. Oh, we'll drop. We'll drop. We'll drop Fuck one it, let's, every so let's often, jump. and then the sharks will eat them. Then we've always got sharks around. That sounds fine. Um, right, we need a couple more crew tonight, just in case. Uh, who's on watch? Uh, Captain, I will uh, volunteer to be on watch. I was um, a little bit uh, embarrassed about my behaviour uh, last night. Myself and Needles did have a few, few too many drinks, but I think we managed to, to hold ourselves pretty well. And as the, um, the, the bosun of the ship, I should probably... Uh, tend to the to the to the wreckage on on top there tonight, sir. Yeah. Um, while you're up there, if you could try and make a figurehead that looks like me, appreciate that. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Look sure. at my face. It's not exactly exquisite. Well, it already sort of looks like that. So, shall I just leave it? Uh, elf and safety and all that. Oh, there's elves on board, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's a sea elf back there. <laughs> Oceanus is loitering around and he just goes, yep. <laughs> Shawnee, if you want to, as bosun, or Uriel, as bosun, if you want to attempt repairs, could you make a strength check? You are using carpenter's tools, so um, you, I'm not going to give you a proficiency bonus because you're not proficient in those yet. So it's yeah. just a straight strength check. Oh, it's quite hard as well. Yeah. 19. Oh. Well, that's awesome. Um, so you actually spend the evening and fully repair the ship. Way. So any of the damage was actually quite easy to fix. Although you've not been trained, your application of logic and your sheer physical prowess means, you know, it's not actually hard. It's just replacing broken bits of wood from the supplies that you've got and making it serviceable again. And you work until the sun comes up. But you managed to repair the entire damage to the capstan and the, and the forecastle of the ship. Whilst this is happening, anyone else, what are you guys doing? I'm going to go to sleep. And Strand, oh, just what are you doing? About. Okay. And Nikas, what are you doing? Um, with what, what time is it? Do we know? So it's from half one in the morning to two up until the sun comes up at about six. Okay, and uh, that dream I had before. Mm. What? I can't really remember. Uh, so you dreamed about um, your god, Pisana. Yeah. And Pisana was, it seemed giving you a message. The gist of it being that it's moving. And but then you dreamt of an eye and with the nature check and your knowledge of the sea you recognize the eye as being belonging to some sort of uh, cephalopod or squid or octopi typed creature and you you strongly felt that this wasn't just like a this wasn't a lucid dream this wasn't a passive dream rising from the subconscious of like the daily events that have been around you it felt more, it felt like a message. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's, no, obviously there's no... Uh, okay, uh, I'll go to um, Oceanus and see if he's heard of anything like that in his... House. What exactly are you asking Oceanus, sorry? About if, uh, if he knows any lore about that giant squid thing. Uh, Oceanus is hanging around at the um, the back of the ship by the tiller and he's just looking out behind him at the wake of the ship, the waves as they ripple off into the distance and settle in, in the dark of the night as well. So he's just seeing really like the crests of white waves as it, um, as it froths up and then dies back down. And as you come and stand by him, there's this cool draft and it kind of like flicks your hair into the, into the wind as, as you start to keep well, as you continue moving through the night. And Oceanus turns to look at you and he says, 
There are many stories of beasts of the sea, Nikas. You know this. All sorts. Krakens, giant squids, giant killer whales in sperm whales and blue whales and the battles between these and shark gods and our gods and your gods. There are many stories. He's telling me this telepathically, yeah? Yes. But I can't say anything back to him. He understands Colin, I think. I just don't think he... Oh, no, he doesn't, does he? No, that's what I mean. So how did you communicate to him? That's what I mean. Oh, that's what I'm... <laughs> so he just looks at you, and you look at him, and he just shrugs, and then just continues to look back out to sea. <laughs> but I do say to him, like, tomorrow, like, I'm sure uh, sign language, tomorrow we talk, or you teach me language, <laughs> and then we, I go to my room, I guess. Okay. Um, as the sun rises, Uriel, you are proud of your work. It's, it's a very good job. And although you will have some knowledge that, yeah, if you've become much more familiar with the trainings of being a carpenter, this job would be so much easier. You know that you have the innate skills to do this. And I suppose you're proud of your, your manual work. But as the sun comes up, you are tired. Uh, Captain Shale, would you roll a d20 for me, please? Uh, a 13. Okay. The morning finds you all, uh, if you gather sleep, rested and recuperated. Nikas, your dodgy tummy is much better. And you feel healthy and um, like you've passed through the worst of it. Each of you rouses and gets your rations as the day um, the sixth day arises and there is now a tension around the ship, not from the conflict, but from potentially drawing near. Would somebody like to make, I, guess, I don't know who acts as a navigator really. I'm guessing that would be one of you actually. Let me have a look. Quartermaster. Who's your quartermaster? Nobby? Needle? That was Nobby, Nobby, isn't it? Would anyone like to assist Nobby yeah, in navigation this fine morning? Uh, could you roll a, not a survival check? Actually, yes, a survival check, please, with advantage. Strand. Uh, can I have asked Uriel to be keeping an eye out? Because he seems to have a good sense for where he's going. But just a quiet one, so he only steps in if people are getting very lost. Absolutely. Uh, 17, I gave you advantage. Oh. On a 17, um, you see no Nobby up in uh, the crow's nest, getting uh, as much... Um, height as he can to let him see really the, the lay of the sea in front of him. And you climb up just to, I suppose, have a look yourself, have a little chat. And uh, he says, do you see that over there? Oh, I reckon so. And he hands you his, his eyeglass and you look out and you see a ship. It's big. And you think, you think it could be what you're aiming for. I'll just shout ship ship ahoy and uh you fuck me you as a as a as a ship <laughs> make your way uh along your course towards this 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 vessel as the shiitake sunrise uh continues its course it takes a few hours and it looks like well, it's actually 11 o'clock by the time you get there. You don't know whether the ship itself was drifting or whether it's caught in some sort of current out at sea. It takes a while. And over the hours as it takes, as you slowly make your way towards this, this vessel, the weather starts to turn from being a pleasant, um, clear morning to clouds developing. They start off white and then all of a sudden grey and turn dark. And as you approach maybe 500 um, yards of this, of this vessel, you realise you might have found what you're looking for. I'm going to show you a picture. So this picture is at night, so it's not night time, but um, you do see the Emperor of the Waves drifting out on the open sea. Is there a little dude on a rowboat? Uh, no, that's you. <laughs> My um, ship's bigger than that. 
Sorry, we're looking at the artwork. <laughs> I know, it's a good picture. So you see this tattered old ship. It looks like it's been heavily damaged. There are score marks and um, cracks and, and broken planking all along the outsides of it. The um, sails themselves are tattered, ripped, full of holes and just just fluttering in, in the breeze. The whole ship looks empty from what you can see. It looks like it's opened up, that there are leaks perhaps coming through it. It's sagging and listing in the water. So you're about 500 feet, sorry, not yards, 500 feet off of this derelict ship along its starboard side, close enough to make out its major external features. Its masts have actually been shorn off in places, but the upper deck appears clear of debris, as if whatever hit the ship was strong enough to carry off some of the mast and some of the sails and some of the rigging although there are still tatters flapping in the wind as you approach. Its figurehead, you can see quite clearly, was once a majestic angel in flight, but it looks like it's been hacked and disfigured. Crew members around you, Needles and um, Gary Bindle. Jesus Christ. Fucking unbelievable. They express amazement that this vessel's still afloat. They're stunned that it could still possibly exist in the state that it is. Um, and they're mentioning the heavy damage across its upper decks. And there's even talk from Gortusk, who's saying, you know, is this, is this a typhoon? Could a typhoon have done this to this ship? And your surgeon, Dolores, is, is chatting to her and she says, no, that's not a typhoon. That, that's, that could be a tidal wave. And you can see that the vessel's noticeably listing to port evidence that the the ballast inside has shifted though the incline of the ship doesn't appear severe enough to make moving around on the deck hazardous you would still have to be careful the ship is riding low in the waves implying that the bilge and possibly even the lowest deck are flooded what would you guys like to do uh everyone to deck the crew assemble and um would you like to drop anchor nobby says uh, no, this thing's moving, right? Uh, you're moving towards... Well, it's it's doesn't appear to be moving much now. You're in the same sort of, like, current. You're just kind of, like... I'll pull the sails right in so we're kind of following the matching. same way. Yeah. Um, I don't want to anchor us because if there's a problem and we need to shift off, then it's going to take us time to pull in the anchor. If we need to go, we can drop sails and, and kind of sail off. Yeah. Um, Uriel. Captain? You got that bird of yours. The uh, my nice new tattoo, and I'll um, you know start stripping off to show Captain <laughs> my nice new tattoo. What do you think, Captain? Where, where's where's the Shitaki Sunrise tattoo? I'll take like my complete sort of uh, take my top off and show him the the tiny tiny little mushroom on, on my shoulder. There we are, Captain. All right, I'll do. Uh, where's your bird? You have one. Um, let me just see. That was loud. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm guessing Tony was probably like hanging out on the highest point of the of the ship, and then it'll probably just like swoop down and, and land on my shoulder, you know, and uh, make me look really yeah. cool. You do, Captain. Uh, right, Tony and Uriel uh, reporting for duty. Can, can you speak to that thing? Can that thing let you know information? Yes, indeed, sir. I do have a speak with animal spell. All right, well, can you do a recce? Have a quick look first before we send any uh, men or women over there. That seems like the most uh, logical uh, thing we can do. So, uh, yeah, I guess we'll we'll go with that, Josh. Yeah. Um, can you make uh, a... Can, can I just... Yeah. So, at the same time, before he sends, I'm going to ask Nick Ass to go under the water as well. Obviously, you'll need to do one at a time, but... I Brilliant. want this happening at the same time. Yeah, I was going to Excellent. suggest going down there. So, Nikas, you uh, lower yourself into the water. Um, Uriel, you get Tony, uh, and and he uh, flutters, well, swoops into the air. Whilst this is happening, uh, Strand, what are you going to do? Uh, get everyone G'd up and ready. 
<laughs> can, I, can I task him with like throwing a rope so he's going to have to twizzle this rope and try and <laughs> throw it onto the, the other boat? Can you count the anchors, please? Yeah. Five hundred feet. All oh, right, fucking hell. How far can you throw, Cheryl? Uh, Strand. Fuck, I did it again. I'll you didn't your own character. All that shit you gave me last week. Yeah, I know. I, know. <laughs> I had my character name first. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Strand, how far can you all throw? All the way. All the way. All right, there you go. Excellent. Now twenty, this please. Uh, pl make a dex check or a strength check. I don't mind. 22. Fuck your laws of physics. Um, it's still, unfortunately, 200 foot of rope. So you just lob 200 foot of rope into the water. <laughs> but you'd know that if that was 500 foot of rope, you think that would have made told it. You. All the way. <laughs> Nikas and um, Uriel. Would you, Uriel, would you make a perception check for your bird with advantage? And yeah. Nikas, would you make a perception check as well, please? Perception. 18 for me. Ooh. And do I have to cast my speak with animal spell as well? No, no, that's... Well, I guess you would, but, um, yeah. 18. Both 18s. Yeah. Okay. Nikas, the first thing I would like you to do is make a nature check for me, please. Natural is... Natural 20, so, nine minus, so 19. That's a natural 20. Amazing. Underwater, you get a good look at the hull, and you can see serious amounts of impact damage. And... On a natural 20, it you can see that this is the ship has come under attack recently and you recognize markings of some seagoing creature. And on a natural 20, I'm going to tell you that you instantly recognize these markings and you have this shudder of um, almost fear go through you as you recognize these as the markings of a giant uh not squid a giant octopus kind of like the ones i saw in my yeah funny that isn't it <laughs> what i'm gonna do um other than you know did we by the way did we establish how my uh dark vision underwater works yeah um you don't have dark vision do you so i don't, have... I don't think you can see in the dark underwater I think we established that like your culture will have magical lights Light and, and phosphorescences so that you know when you're in your home enclaves and cities and townships you know there are no lights yeah. um, but in the dark depths of the sea you actually can't see that far and um, at night time or if you're super deep down unless you've got magical lights and stuff with you and and uh, um in, in my culture is that like a because from what I understood there were like different uh, trenches and different uh, groups of uh, tritons right battling underwater yeah yeah so was absolutely was there a like a signal or something we used to put out to get the attention of other people when there was a big monster needing help with uh, yeah the um, you've got a lot of audio um signals that you would use to try and cover large distances because sound travels incredibly well under certain conditions underwater so almost like uh, conch shells relays basically and light systems of like um like flashes of of lights as almost like um not morse code but that sort of effect so you have got long-scale communication messages other than your regular magical means of scrying or message and stuff like that um yeah you you know a few there are different regional preferences based upon the culture of triton or or other race but there are methods that you're aware of okay i just want to just in case this thing happens i could just like just try and see if i can signal some bit of help to come <laughs> help us but then i get back to the ship and i relay yeah. the, the the danger that we might potentially okay. be in as Nikas is surveying this underwater and just before he returns to the ship, uh, Tony has a good good scan of the main deck. And um, you're informed, Uriel, or I don't know whether you can see through his eyes or not, but you're informed one way or the other of 
the Emperor's upper decks, and they slope gently down towards the port side. You've got the forecastle and the quarter deck, and they're empty. There are short wooden stumps, and these are bits of the mast that have been broken. There are well, I'll show you on the map, actually. I can change you the map before I read you the rest. So you've got... Um, it looks like there's four views here. And um, you can see I've restricted a few of them because you literally wouldn't be able to see any of this. So you've got the main deck with the masts and the forecastle and the quarter tech visible. And, and Tony can see all of this. Um, there are double doors leading to cabins both fore and aft of the main deck. And they do actually appear intact. Tony can see that quite easily with his beady eyes. And the metal grate in the main deck offers access to the lower decks. And Tony's ears also can pick up the rhythmic creak of the ship's badly weathered timbers. But other than that, all seems quiet. Nikas, you return to ship. I go to... Uh shale and strand um who just threw the rope i'm guessing and uh i told them that from the does does the rope hit nick ass on, his way back? <laughs> on the way <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just i just with a with a with a facial expression of concern and i don't know if this like you're a fish mate a fish looking concerns not gonna i'm happen. a humanoid i think <laughs> So, uh, I'll just tell him, like, from the damage underneath the water, it looks like something every Triton has seen over and over again. And it might be, it might be a monstrosity, it might be one of the monsters of the elemental plane of water. Massive squid or octopus or even a kraken. This is a dangerous area to be in. Was there any owls in the ship? Yeah. Yes. 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 It must be because yes. Yeah. Yes. Most definitely. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Because it looked like. How much water is it taking on? Is it going to sink soon? Any idea? It's holding. You would know, but it has taken some water on. It's been very lucky. Almost amazingly lucky. The ship is not the concern right now. It's if the beast is still in the area. Uriel, as you um, converse with your your blood eagle that's returned to you, Tony also lets you know that blood he's hawk. seen... Blood, sorry, blood hawk. It's not, um, not, not going to be Tony eagle, is he? Blood eagle's where the Vikings <laughs> pull the lungs out, isn't it, Tony eagle? Blood eagle's where they pull the lungs out the back, isn't it, and make, like, angel wings? It's a Viking horrid torture method. Yeah, yeah, something like that. I got confused, sorry. Um, as your blood hawk <laughs> returns and Tony informs you, of one extra fact that he saw, the deck is marred in places by bloodstains. Lovely. I was expecting more. Yeah, oh, yeah. So <laughs> like there was a little bit more coming. People Sorry, died. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna have to get a bit closer. Um, we're gonna have a, a boarding party, I think. We won't take everyone. Those of you on the ship will be responsible for the ship. Uh, and just be ready. Everyone needs a sword on them. Everyone needs to keep alert. Anyone that lets the side down will be swimming with the fishes. You know, in my opinion, it might be best to take the ship further away. And then, All right. and then get a boarding party like with a small boat and go to it if you want. Because we got a boat on the side. It, I don't think we've got a little boat, right? You do. You have a jolly boat. Yeah, because we took it to the island. How many boat? <laughs> the jolly boat makes me laugh every fucking time. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh. How many people? Sorry. How many people get? Can we get on the jolly boat? Uh, you could get a good eight on if you really wanted to squeeze them in. Because right. Uh, yeah. That's probably a good idea. We'll we'll get a little bit closer because I don't want to get caught. So you're currently 500, 500 feet away. How close do you want to get? How big's an octopus? Well, those giant well, things. Well, you don't. I, it's big. I've seen them, right? I must have. Um, I don't know if you've seen... I don't know if you've seen 
any of this potential scale. You've definitely seen big octopi. Uh, this is just from the markings and like the sucker scars on the wood. It's bigger than anything you've ever seen before. It's hard to judge, but it, it could be as big as the ship itself. Yeah, it's, you can't outrun it. If, if you might, you just have to get out the way, kind of thing. We're talking elder octopus, like yeah, huge. Like it takes a whole Triton civilization to bring one of these fuckers down, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's let's be honest. If there is something like that down there, he's already fucking seen us. So. Okay. All right. Um. Yeah, we'll go a little bit closer, but then we'll we'll jump on the jolly boat. So I take it everyone yeah. wants to come. Yep. So your landing crew, landing party, Should we've we go got quick obviously case. Captain. Sure, Captain Shale. We've got Uriel. We've got Nikas. We've got Strand. Who else is coming? We found out everyone is pretty much piss weak, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, and there's been some fatigue, I guess, to some of your crew members too. Who was uh, was it? Gary Bindles that was the safe, like the guy that could open the lockbox. Yes, Gary Bindle can. Uh, I'm trying to think if we employed it. Our half orc, who I thought was going to be a beast, Gortusk. Like, look, yeah, looked like they were going to die after one hit. She she uh, got hurt bad. Yeah, but that's is she fixed now or she's yeah hurting? she's okay. Like I think actually Nikas uh, applied some help to her if I recall. Fuck yes. it. Well, well, I'll keep it in character because that's what she's here for. You wouldn't. Know. I'm going to take Gortusk as well. So it'd be as for Gortusk, Gortusk. and Gary Bindle. Yeah, you're going to need some rowers. So that's not a bad idea. You're going to need like two rowers, basically, so they can row well, you Gort out. Gortusk. Gortusk is going to act. So is Gortusk going to stay and row on, on the jolly boat, basically? Oh, yeah, because they need to stay. Yeah, you're going to need two rowers to stay on the jolly boat. Why not? Uh, I'll take um, <laughs> Lenin, um, one of the crew members. Lenin. <laughs> one of the humans. We've got Gary Bindle. Uh, we've got, yep, Lenin. What's his surname? Lenin. Alan Alan Lenin is his real name. <laughs> He's a red shirt if I've ever heard of one. Yeah. Hey. And uh we'll go take on. Oceanus as well, that's a good idea. Yeah, Oceanus, and he's gonna row as well, I guess. So you guys um load into the jolly boat and it's lowered down by the remaining crew. You do get uh, a salute from Nobby, who's left um probably acting I've I've left the hat on him. In charge. Uh, Dolores is standing behind him and she looks like she wants that fucking hat. But um, she, he, he salutes and she retreats onto um, the shiitake sunrise somewhere doing whatever work it is. And Lenin and Oceanus uh, row you the 450 feet towards this hulking derelict. And as you get closer, Gortusk and Gary Bindle throw ropes up and you uh, may scale... Shouldn't Strand do that really? Stop. Strand could have probably done it about yeah, 300 pretty... feet away. <laughs> uh, can I just stop you there for a second? As yeah. we're reasonably close, maybe next door to it, uh, I'm going to cast Find Familiar, uh, and I am going to um, create a... Um, how rough is this water here? It's choppy, but not too dangerous. It's just There's just bits of up and down, really. You're not losing your stomach, but um, it's not the... the the flattest. Uh, I'm going to create a... Uh, let's go for a seahorse uh, <laughs> as my familiar. Uh, and it's going to plop into the water. Uh, and I'm going to swim it through one of the cracks in the bottom of the boat. And I'm going to have a little pier underneath the bottom of the boat. And it will be close enough where I can uh, communicate telepathically with it. That's clever, isn't it? Let me have a look. Um... Mm -mm -mm. I think your seahorse will swim down to the lower parts of the boat, areas where yep. Nick has had a scout. Um, I don't know the stats of a seahorse, but I would like a dex check for me, please. Hang on, let me... It's going to have to squeeze, because it's not letting on a lot of water, you see. It's a fucking seahorse. How big do you think a seahorse <laughs> is? It's not a real horse, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it dies. It just dies. It's got a really weak heart. Okay, uh, a dex check. Uh, D20, so this is plus one. Uh, it gets a nine. Here's what I'll say. 
on a nine. Uh, it can't quite get through, but it can get this beady little seahorse eye up to the to, <laughs> to the crack. And it does have a little look through. And it's called Tiny as well. It's a tiny beast. Yeah, it's not letting on. This has been at sea for a long while. It's not letting in huge amounts of water. Uh, but what you can see is what looks to be some sort of cargo hold. Uh, it runs the length of the ship. There are no features or bulkheads or walls, but the dark, murky seawater does seem to continue. It's hard for the seahorse to estimate, but you would gauge that around three feet of water is sloshing against the old, mouldering crates that seem to be piled up against the, the, the hole, the port hole that you're peeking through. I think horses so measure in hands, in don't there. they? <laughs> Do you want a perception check to see if it can see anything in there? Uh, I don't think they have huge eyesight. Right. But that's about all you can see, I'm afraid. So I'm going to leave this seahorse kind of swimming around the bottom of the boat. So hopefully it can shout and yell at me um, <laughs> telepathically uh, if there's anything coming out from underneath the water. Like coming from yeah. underneath the Yeah, so you've got a, a very stealthy lookout. I like it. I've got a sea snitch. Sea snitch. I'm going to write that down because I like it. Sea snitch. Can, can I get a picture of Gary Bindle? Gary Bindle looks a lot like Ian from EastEnders. <laughs> like Ian Beale. Ian Beale, yeah. Does he run a ye olde fish and chip shop? Yeah, and he's been very unlucky in love. Has he got AIDS? Oh, <laughs> Does he have AIDS? Wrong, wrong, wrong yeah. Beale, mate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I know which one I'm thinking of. Fowler. Mark, Mark Fowler. Mark Fowler. Mark Fowler. Oh, that's old school. That's like 80s. Mark Fowler. Yeah. 80s, 90s. And he went right, on a Gary motorcycle Bindle. journey, didn't he? He just fucked off on his motorbike. I, I would honestly suggest we came up at the back of the ship. I'm not sure if that's going to make any difference. but That's absolutely um, fine. You can make it onto the quarter deck. Um, absolutely. So you are on the quarter deck with your crew members of the landing party with you. Um, you can see that the jolly boat is being rowed a little bit out, 100, 150 feet, just so it can watch from a safe distance with Lenin and Oceanus. And Oceanus does wave towards you um, on the quarter deck as you look out towards him. Now that you're actually on the ship, you can pretty much see everything that your um, uh, what that Uriel's uh, additional eyes have, have have brought out. Anyone who's closest to the ship wheel? That looks like Nikas to me. Nikas, can you make an intelligence check for me, please? Intelligence is not my strongest. That's enough. Um, you have a little look at the wheel as it that spins was and because the 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 ship is listing towards the port side you can see that the wheel is constantly spinning and as you walk towards it and you just put a little bit of pressure on the wheel you realize this wheel's not connected remotely to the rudder anymore it won't be used to steer this ship unless the vessel undergoes extensive repairs is this bigger than the shiitake sunrise the ship um not particularly you it's it's a little bigger, but it's not hugely bigger. It's probably a bit grander, is it? It's it grander, like bulkier, more solid, definitely more showy. It's solid, but it would have been. It is a Hummer. Um, there are a few blood stains around the quarter deck, specifically going down the port staircase near you, Shale. Would you like to make a medicine check? Uh, I'm going to cast a major element, but yes, uh, I will make a medicine check. Uh, natural one. It's red, isn't it? <laughs> it's, it's fucking well red. Well, at least you know it's red. Fucking dirty fuckers bleeding on their own shit. Gary Bindle does look, and uh, he points at the blood and goes, no, "I don't. That don't look good. It's blood." Yeah. Quiet, Bindle. Know your place. He shuts his mouth. He shuts his mouth instantly. Uh, so we can see the deck looks clear. Can we see now we're up up here? Mm. Are we the same height as here? We can't see. It. There's nothing hiding up here that we. There's nothing hiding up on the quarter deck that you can see. In fact, it's it pretty much as is on the map. It's literally just uh, the deck. There there are no there is nothing on it, uh, and you can see from the across the ship over the main deck towards the forecastle, and it's empty. Just the mast that has got tattered flaps of of sail just blowing in the wind and the sky is getting darker as well it doesn't look like it's about to storm yet 
but it looks within the realms of possibility. And it is there is some wave coming a little bit now. See it, see it. Nick has not got like a some kind of detect something. Divine sense. That's true. What does that do? It's um. Oh sure. Oh oh. It is uh, a strong evil registers on your senses like an uh, odor, powerful good rings like heavenly music. You can awareness to such forces within 60 feet of me, celestial fiend or undead. And I know what they are if they are celestial fiend or undead. Are you looking to do a little bit of that? I am. Okay, so you get a few pings very quickly, some underneath your feet, and you just get this smell, this horrible smell in your nostrils of, like, dust. That was me. <laughs> and uh, you get a distinct musty, um, dusty tomb-like? Not tomb-like. Some sort of scent that you can't quite place. Um, you would recognize it as, that's a monstrosity. There is some sort of monstrosity underneath your feet, but that's not all. Um, you also, towards the edge of your um, your your range, towards really the forecastle, you get another ping, like below the forecastle, and deeper into the ship, you do you get any more pings? I think you do. I, we're going to probably die today, are we? The thing, more the 60 of sixty-foot bubble, right? Yeah, more of the same pings of the same sort of smells uh, are spread out around the ship. Um, Again, sorry to interrupt. It's only Celestial hmm. Fiend or Undead. I don't know if monstrous. Okay, I'll give you that for free, because uh, <laughs> I, I didn't listen. Uh, there is also unmistakably oh. at the furthest reaches of your range Undead. Okay, it's undead. A couple of Undead pings. Maybe three or four. So I'll ignore the monstrosities. <laughs> well, you, that's fine. I'm happy to give you that. There's that you definitely. I'll say that you get some connection, spiritual, religious connection, that maybe amplifies your senses. You feel deeply attuned to Pisana, and you feel like an alien presence of a religious significance, which is unusual, and it's linked to this smell. So I'm going to say that Pisana has boosted your. Temporarily giving you a little boost and some extra information there. So I think that the because I can't listen. Monstrosity is uh, here and not with our boat, right? Our boat is. Oh, it's on, it's aboard this. It's very it's close. Aboard. Underneath. Us. Sixty feet underneath. Yep. I relayed the message and tell us we need to hurry the fuck up, otherwise we're all going to die. TM. You're branding. <laughs> We're all going to die. See him, the catchphrase of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I think we're going to die today. Um, s well, fuck. Um, I mean, if it's right below us, the only way in is this door. I can see this peeking over this edge, right? Oh, yeah. Yes, you totally can. I, I could open the door and we could jump down on it. <laughs> I, c I could open the door from here. And we could jump down on it, see if anything peeks it said out. Was Annie was beneath us? Just, just one thing, yeah. There was a distinct one ping from just beneath where you standing on the. And then deck. I'll tell him about the undead within the sixty. You know the other things. Yeah, distinctly at the front range towards the uh, lower end of the fore of the ship. Yeah. Uh, how about you land your eagle or on the on the deck? I'll open this door, and you can have a little peek in. Uh, how about we take a sort of a, a two-pronged approach? If I uh, nip over here, if I quickly run across here, I can look for when you open the door. I'll have my bow and arrow uh, primed for anything that might crawl out of there, and we can also have uh, Tony on lookout as well. All right, how about if it's something really fucking bad, we need, I need to shut the door again or run away, you just stick your hands in the air and just wave them like a mad thing, yeah? Like I just or don't if care. If it's all right, like a, like a scary poodle or... Or something like that. You, you give me a double thumbs up. How about I'll <laughs> shout to your to your seahorse, and your seahorse will telepathically tell you. So I have a little sort of Chinese whispers telephone game going on. <laughs> All right, um, that makes complete sense to me. Yeah. Uh, 
Maybe you should take someone with you. Who wants to go with him? Gortas shrugs. I'll go. All right, Strand. Um, <laughs> you, you, you two toddle on. Good luck. Right. So S- Strand and um, Uriel, you make your way to the main deck and then up the steps to the forecastle to uh, whatever vantage points you wish to make. Strand Strand and Uriel, you can both make medicine checks for me as you pass some more bloodstains. Medicine. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Eleven. Uh, Strand, it's red. <laughs> it's, it's more of a crimson. Uriel, you recognise this blood as being about three days old. Okay. Um, I'll tell the, the seahorse, and the seahorse will relay the information back to uh, Shale. <laughs> okay. You... The mud is three weeks old, banana dishcloth. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just put my thumb up so he can see me. Uh, right, I'll mage hand down and attempt to open the door. Oh, very clever. Um, okay, Uriel and... Strand, can you make perception checks for me, please? And Uriel, I'll give you advantage because of your birdie. Lovely. Six, uh, 16. 18. Okay, that's pretty good. Um, I will read you a little bit of information. A rough stone altar dominates this cabin. Strange markings cover its surface. Dried mud cakes the floor around it. And humanoid skulls ring the wall above, each mounted on a wooden spike. The corners of this room, while hard to see, you can see glimmers of uh, garbage and debris, crudely cut wooden logs, smashed furniture, torn sacks, shattered crates, and small piles of dried palm fronds. A staircase descends from the southeast corner, which you can just, just see, Strand, and an acrid odour starts to waft out into your nostrils, uh, Nikas and Shale, who are directly above it. You cook it again, Nikas. We're all going to die. Jesus. Did you get that, Captain? (laughs) Very vivid. (laughs) You're a storyteller. (laughs) Is there anything in there? You can't talk to us, can you? (laughs) Alright, I'm just yelling into the wind. (laughs) Um, so are you, are you doing any kind of wave, like a thumbs up or a... I'll just, I'll just relay the information to you. Well, can, can you talk to the seahorse and can the seahorse, no, seahorse can't talk to me, can it? You doing like charades or something? Nick I I think, uh... Uriel has just told me it's all clear, so... We uh, do, we, do, have any, do we have any paper? <laughs> no, that's fine. Uriel, could you have a little... Oh, no, no, sorry, Nickass. Uh, Uriel said it's it should be all right. Just go and have a little peek, would you? <laughs> I, sl- I look over, I see the sum- thumbs up, I'm guessing, and I go down the stairs, and I try and see through the... You'll get a thumbs down when you're going down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Make a um, religion check with disadvantage, please, Nikas. Religion check with disadvantage. And it has a minus one because of my intelligence. Oh. Oh. What a shame. I know. Yeah. So. Um, it's, there's definitely a, uh, a shrine to some god in there. And you do see some iconography that looks instantly to you first crab-like. And then you recognize it as some sort of similar beast from the land. And you've seen them. It's a spider. There are spider symbols amongst some of this religious crude uh, markings. What's, what's down there? Big ass. Is it all right? I just see some spider symbols right at the moment. Can I look into the... Can I... Oh, yeah, you're looking I'm into looking the room. In. I think that's what you just did, right? As in, that's what I thought as you did. As in walk in. I'll just look. Oh, you want to walk in? Yeah. Um, as you walk into the room, can you position yourself, please? Fucking and man, the man. the mm. the divine sense is still going on. If I'm not mistaken, 
I don't know how long it Okay, uh, I'm going to say don't walk in just yet. You're getting a distinct ping from this room underneath some of the rubble and wreckage that's trashing this area. There is a distinct ping maybe 15 feet in front of you as you stand on the main deck looking into the room. And it looks like it's coming from underneath some some of the wreckage that's just strewn around. Whilst you are this close, you can actually also see that some of the skulls that are mounted and arranged around this room are cracked, weathered, and obviously old. Yeah, you've got the whole ship in that range. Fucking that's amazing. Hell, that's 60 feet? That's, um, that's, yeah, that's something 15 feet within. Yeah. I will even show you roughly where you think it is. I see. Hiding behind the door. Okay. Uh, I'll wander down. Right, let's <laughs> take this thing head on. Standing behind Nick. Do I know what Gortusk, <laughs> is it the undead thing? Gortusk flanks. Um, it's not undead, no. This is the thing that you got as religiously. Oh, right, through. I see. So something about this shrine is possibly connected with your god, and your god has seemingly boosted your divine senses. This Can is I peek through Nikas's legs at this altar that I'm seeing for the first time? Yeah, he's got these huge swinging bollocks that you've never noticed before. <laughs> <laughs> And you actually unwillingly teabag yourself. <laughs> but then you kind of like reach, reach forward and kind of like push his bollocks to one side. And you you can just see this room's trashed. Uh, you may also can, make a religion check. Cockles. I'm going to give Sorry. you advantage because of things. <laughs> okay. Uh, I got a 15. Coming from the Underdark, you most definitely recognize this as a shrine of Loth. Um, ah, fuck. Um, this ain't no yeah, kind of this, good. Yeah, this ain't good. Um, and you also recognise that there are spider webs in this room. Things that would perhaps have been normal, maybe, but there are a few spider webs just just catching your your eye, maybe uh, wisping in whatever little draft is 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 going through the doorway now. Fucking, I really don't like drow. I really, really don't like drow. Oh, fuck. Um, Shawnee, as a, uh, as a new D&D player, um, drow would be like dark elves, and they come from the Underdark, and they worship uh, Lolf. She's okay. their goddess. Oh, goddess. Yeah. <laughs> Great. She's a right prick. Uh, do you want to... <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll kind of wave you two down. Yeah, that's yeah. good to say. Coming down. So somehow... Uh, before we thought it was a giant octopus, it's fucking worse than that. It's drow. <laughs> test. Um, <laughs> so this is going to be a test, basically. <laughs> oh, God. A test of skills, definitely. It's going to be a test of our testes. <laughs> and you can see that Nickass's testicles are shriveling up with goose flesh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and, and you're sure there's something in there? Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Captain, uh, as you seem to know uh, of, of these things, creatures, gods, whatever, do we have a... A plan of attack. Are they are they weak against anything? What what can we do to prepare ourselves for uh, a spider infestation? They're not good well, in the sun. Is, is it, they're not spiders. They're drow are, are dark elves. They're fucking elves, but bigger pricks than normal elves, which is saying a lot. Um, they like slaves. Their women are like more powerful than than the men. The men are just kind of the workhorses. The women are the ones that will really really mess you up. Um, and this this looks like it's a shrine to love. Um, who's who they worship? It's like she's like half half woman, half spider sometimes. And I never seen her. Just just heard about her. I was captured by a drow once. He was a right prick. Uh, he ate my horse. Oh, um, you knob! <laughs> <laughs> don't. The last time you had that character, I had fever dreams all night. So I don't want to see that again. <laughs> me and me and Josh had a campaign and he made this character he spent ages on character creation about this knight who had a horse and blah 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 <laughs> literally second one of the campaign is them all captured in a drow prison and the guards eating horse meat <laughs> <laughs> 
I was oh. so sad. I'd made a backstory for the horse. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Test. Uh, it was an amazing way to actually get you to hate these people straight away. I liked it. But... It was called Algonon. <laughs> Alga all gone. That was delicious. <laughs> um, right. <sighs> Ooh, like spiders. I, I'll smash spiders. Gil. I don't think I've Gil liked spiders. seen a spider. Oh, fuck oh. you. Oh. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh. That's dark. That's dark, that is. That's proper dark. That, that wasn't on. All right. Um, <laughs> wasn't that, that was not on. <laughs> I'm telling you now, let's get serious about this. That was not on. That was a serious, distressing time. <laughs> um, right. I've got an idea. I say we burn down the ship. Yeah, That's what that I was, was kind of my idea. <laughs> uh, I'm going to step to the door. I thought we were rescuing the ship. Aren't uh, we rescuing the ship? Uh, we got no, you're looking for chest. a lockbox. Yeah, lockbox. Oh, well... Did they describe the lockbox as metal? Yeah, metal uh, with a, some sort of blue uh, coloration to it. Look, that's distinctly so heavy. Fireproof is what I'm after. Um, I am going to uh, actually fuck it. No, I'll do that from here. Uh, I'm going to cast acid splash into the room, uh, roughly where. Um, what sort of range has, does has acid splash have? Has uh, sorry. I will let you know. It has a sixty foot range. <laughs> what of splash? Sorry, uh, sorry, no, it's a splash range, that I'm looking for. Uh, sorry, it's Radius. five feet. Can you... Uh, oh, actually, do I need to target... Oh, no, sorry, I need to target a creature. That's not going to work. I'll go with my other method. Uh, test, cut that. Um, I will stand in the doorway and I will cast I like the cut burning that. hands. Test, cut that. He's such a novelty. Um, burning so hands, 15 foot cone. create a cone of fire into this doorway and hopefully engulf this area that was highlighted to me and some of the rest of the room. Well, that's a good move. Flame. Um, right, I'm going to kick it off. Oh my Jesus Christ. So, as you put your hands together into burning hands, you send this cone of flame into this, this room with the shrines and cover some of the debris. Literally, at your feet is um, a swarm of, of Spiders and they, um, well, do they have to make a deck save or do they just automatically take yes, it? Yes, no, it's, it's a deck save. Um, so the swarm of spiders is right in front of you and um, they uh, succeed but take six. You, you kill six spiders basically right at your feet as they start to just come and emerge quickly out of the debris. The There is a shape um, that was actually getting the ping from. Nikas. I don't know if any of you know what an etacap is, but I will show you. I can show you an image. Um, etacaps are humanoid. They're medium-ish size, uh, perhaps a little bit taller than some of you guys, and they are spider-ish looking people. They've got the eyes of the spiders. They've got these clawed, two-toe clawed hands and feet this purpley coloration and they're muscular with like these little pot bellies and they're they're not pleasant this was distinctly getting the ping that you was receiving uh nikas and um it fails its deck safe and just emerges roaring and hissing uh and taking uh some some pain from the old um fire uh, i want to see if it's got anything like fire no cool and finally, a giant spider emerges from the other side of the room. And uh, you also manage to start singeing and burning this giant spider as it just throws debris off of itself. Skulls and bits of broken crate go flying as you uh, burn it. Not badly at all, but it does take um, some, some burning damage, which would be six. Thank you. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.